against you. Bring me a higher love. Me and Timbo could just karaoke it up tonight. Welcome to this, the newest episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you by MGA Traffic, who uh, just keep on keeping on. Down at Corporate One, just keep on bringing in the big clients, the big dogs. (laughs) Business booming, you can see this week on the board there, lots of stuff on the books, including hand-drawn efforts of classic sporting brands logos. Just some doodling. Yeah. Doodling. It's all happening down here. With me, of course, Fabian Guadagnolo. Hello, Fabian. Buonasera, ragazzi. Buonasera, ragazzi, to you. And Tim Davis, Coach Davis, with us again. How'd you go on the weekend, Coach? Uh, Queen's birthday weekend, no footy. Oh. So we didn't lose. Well, Fab wanted me to give you the wind-up real quick. We can. Just move straight on. No footy. That no, does... but we uh, trained indoors this week. Bit of rain today, so uh, worked on... Uh... Any chance of you encountering some wet weather during, you know, doing some wet weather skills? Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm a bit... I'm a, I'm a big fan of making sure we're still touching the footy because I think when you go through having not played the week before and... You get some um, touch. You'd need some touch and I... You kind of hope your opposition doesn't <laughs> and um, and uh, you might be just sort of a, a stride ahead of them to start next week, so... It just seems odd that there was a buy at all. Yeah, but you know what it's like when you're talking about, especially under 11s, families take opportunities to get away on long weekends and school holidays, so Aren't trying to have... school holidays coming up? Well, there is, but again, you know, if you've got 20 kids in a team and four families go away, you know, you're really mm. stretching things, and so they... Those opportunities, they say, take your weekend off. I suppose so, I suppose so. Fabian, lead us off with something that caught your eye from the weekend that you liked. That I liked? Mm -hmm. Nick Revolt. Okay. Caught my eye. I loved his effort for the the big freeze at the G. Um, I thought his... Everything about it, like he didn't just have a great costume. He he did, you know, the theatrics around it, everything. He really immersed himself into it and I thought he was... Best on ground by Country Mile. I thought he was best on ground as well. I thought uh, old mate Fev was good. You weren't a big fan. I thought Fev was no, good. I, I thought it was okay. It would have been better if it went off as he planned to have mm. Juddy there to pressure point. And uh, unfortunately, I think Juddy caught wind of what was happening. And who was that fat guy who played Chopper, like in the like the comedy series? What was his name? Heath. Oh. Heath something. That's who Fev looked like. That's. What- that's oh, he looked enough he like Steven Seagal. Especially, have you seen Steven Seagal lately? No. Fat he, man. He's, he's put on a bit I haven't seen Steven Seagal since Machete. Uh, yeah, that's a long time. That's like 10 years ago. That long? You know what uh, was on last night? Under Siege, the first one. Oh, Casey Ryback. Casey Ryback. Casey Ryback. He's an awful actor. It's one of my great texts to you. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting, we were getting absolutely smashed once, yep. and I just said, we're like a knife-wielding chef. We are under siege. <laughs> Well, I reckon I used that line once with uh, Matty Skeel as well. Shout out to Matty Skeel. Uh, and, What's uh, his email address, Tim? Don't know, just add all four of them into your email. Yeah, that's true. I do that, don't I? <laughs> you got to make sure that you capture all. But anyway, I, I've said the same sort of thing. I said, uh, if we had this op- uh, this opponent anymore under siege, Erica Eleniak would jump out of a cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, he sent through the she, screenshot. Was she of, roofied? Uh, was she roofied up? She genuinely in that movie. So they board the aircraft carrier. It's not even an aircraft carrier; it's a ship. It's a sh- yeah. They board the ship. She disappears from the movie for forty-five minutes. She does more, yeah. 
and you actually to the point you completely forget about her because they, they introduce her and then it's a double bluff because Gary Busey comes out dressed up and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. But then she doesn't come out and you just forget about her and then when she re-emerges, you go, oh, yeah. She's like, like a well-trained ha- dog. But, but, <laughs> she, she was in this film. <laughs> what happened to her? She just fall asleep. I think she did. Yeah, yeah. And then I actually can't – I've never seen the second one. All I know is it's on a train. It's the same. It's like speed. Yeah. It's on yeah. a train. And Speed 2's on a boat. It's it's like they... It's uh, the same film. They traded first-round draft picks like Carlton and Adelaide. So when, you know what? You know, be good. So you know what it is? It's like a less ambitious Top Gun Days of Thunder. Okay? Just make the same fucking movie again, but just fucking cars. Who cares? No one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same film. Uh, what caught your eye on the weekend, Timbo? Um, I had to say, and I think we're getting... We're doing this stuff better in sport, but giving the opportunity for Brad Green and his two kids to lead Melbourne out before the Queen's birthday game was just an absolute touch of class. And for what they've gone through and what they're going to continue to go through, those young kids, just to give them a moment and let them really enjoy it and and have the footy club sort of draw them in and and help them out, I just thought was sensational. Dermy pointed it out on the coverage. It was good... By Nathan Jones too, because a lot of times you see when these young mascots go out, they're just going, "All right, run out with us," and they're in a, they're a bit overawed, and you know, these people are three times their size, and like I think Nathan Jones was very attentive to them and made sure they felt part of it and everything. It was no, it was really good, really good to see. Yeah, it was exceptional. Well, he would have how many how many games would he have played with Green? I wouldn't oh, say a lot. I don't reckon a lot. Hundred and thirty, maybe. You reckon with him? Yeah, I would have thought Jesus. No, I reckon they, they're overlapping careers. I'd reckon a couple of seasons at that. Okay, we might look at it later. Yeah, maybe. Maybe 100 less than my 130. <laughs> you checked I, I have, given the events, I've always had that thing of, uh, not, that hate, uh, hate's a strong word, but you know, that little hatred for Brad Green because he... The 2000. The 2000. Oh, Cam Bruce, yeah. So, um, Brad Green also kicked the goal... Um, all is forgiven have, now. Is what might I'm have been to say. 1999, might have been 2000 when um, was it Andy Mackay and Ange Christou fell over each other in the goal square God, at yeah, Princess okay. Park. Don't remember. Legend it, stand but... end, and we had him well under, well in hand, and it was just a defensive calamity really late in the game. And our guys just both two of them fell over, and Green ran onto the ball in the open goal and won the game. Wow. 2099, maybe. But yeah, that's another one where you go, Brad Green, fuck off. Was it one of those last games at. Not uh, anymore. Optus yeah, well, that's, that's a player. Hmm. No, what? no, it was it was earlier than, than that. It was yeah. while we were still regularly playing there. Yeah, okay. That's so it wasn't out. the day that Corey McKernan lined up on the wing on Alistair Nicholson at fullback, who didn't man him up for a quarter. And that was by that stage, Corey McKernan had four we've in the told, first 10 minutes. We've told this story. He contested the ruck, roved his own tap, and <laughs> buried it from 55. <laughs> If Michael, Corey could do that. If Michael Jordan was an AFL footballer, he'd do that every single oh, run Except he can't kick. Except he can't kick. Muhammad Ali would be unbelievable. Though, Muhammad Ali. Quietly. Imagine Muhammad what, Ali. What? Could just punch someone in the face. Imagine all. Hey, he had more discipline than that, Muhammad. Imagine, imagine, old, imagine Muhammad played on Gary Ablett. Imagine all Cassius, Cassius Clay down in, the, down in the goal square. Imagine it sent half back. Who <laughs> wouldn't get it past him? No. be far better than Michael. What caught your eye, Sean Rafael Nadal. I read a thing saying that they reckon somebody input the cheat code <laughs> into him whenever he just rocks up to Roland Garros. He's won 12. He's won 12. He's won 18 majors. Is it cheapening up his other achievements? Yes. 
But it doesn't it doesn't diminish the achievement. Of How many Grand Slams? Seventeen. 18, Eighteen. Twelve of them at Roland Garros. <laughs> well, at least it, Fed's it does got a little a, bit. Fed's got a nice spread. To be honest, it does a little bit because the Roland Garros is always the poor relation, and um, I mean, no one here's gone Ash Barty, which is surprising. But um, doesn't I don't mean to diminish Ash Barty's achievement, but the French is can fairly regularly be the outlier. But Ash is also not a clay quarter, I, and I think that's that's probably what is actually better in her performance than mm. probably what Raf has done. Did you see the semi-finals? Yes. Um, spare seats? Oh, no, no. I thought you were no. going to say the girl that it, she was playing. Did you Did you watch the game? No, I flicked and I thought... Do you know what happened? I thought they were warming up. There was no one there. <laughs> Do you know what happened, though? No. They start the match. Was it 12 minutes or 14 minutes in? It was 14 minutes in. Ash Barty's up five love. It's over. Like she's already through to she the final. She falls her way back. The other girl. The other. She just started hitting it. She just started swinging, going, "Oh, whatever happens, happens." And she just started nailing it. And then she went through one stage where she hit, she won fifteen points straight. She ends up winning the tiebreaker. She was actually down in the tiebreaker too, Anisimova. And then start of the second set, she took off again. And you thought, Barty's going to get cleaned up here by a girl who's just just absolutely exploded. That's women's tennis, though. Well, and it probably is too. And then in the end, she kind of, the purple patch blew itself out. And then Barty regained composure. Because you can't, in men's tennis, you sort of can't, you can't sustain the rage like that. No, you can't. Because you have to win too many points to win the match. Whereas in women's tennis, it feels like the game or the match, they just get broken open so quickly. And then it's over. Yeah. And, and look, she she was cooked. Like, like she, Serena does She wasn't even best. playing badly, but you just sort of thought, this the window's just closed on her. But then equally, once once the girl had hit herself out, Barty just just found a composure that, and as they sort of said, when she was frustrated and decided to take time out of tennis, that Ash Barty wouldn't have won that match. But the time away and really sort of giving herself space and a mental focus and and better application and just general setup, um, performed magnificently. You know, to be frustrated able to me no end, and I felt a great deal of frustration for uh, Roger. Roger plays that match against Rafa on any surface but clay. Actually, he might win it. Yeah, yep. Because he was he was hitting the ball, and even Dad were watching a bit of it drifting. I don't know if Australia were playing India at the same time. Um, it was sitting there going, he was hitting what would have been winners on any surface against him, other than else. clay. Yep. And he could see him getting frustrated because he wasn't playing badly, and he loses in straight sets. And, would have been the game before India. But the box set says the box score, as you will, says. You know, a straight sets loss. Yeah. You're sitting there going, geez, you're in it up to your eyeballs. And I reckon just, this Wimbledon is the last chance for Roger to, to just put to, another to one on the board and just try in. and say, okay, that's that's all, that's what I've got in me. I wouldn't be surprised Catch if, me if he can. walks away at the end of the year. Yeah, possibly. Hey, early quiz question for you then. Name the two players to have ever beaten Rafael Nadal at Roland Garros. Thanks for asking that because it's actually on my quiz. Oh well, it's, Robin Soderling. Robin Soderling and Novak Djokovic. And and what is ironic about those two blokes beating both Rafael go Nadal? On to lose. Correct. Great. Got to think of another question now. <laughs> Who are you going to ask that one to? Out of interest. That was a fast money question. Oh damn it! Great. Right. Um, <laughs> Sean does three hours. So of who prep. beat Soderling and who beat Roger Federer? Beat Roger Soderling, beat Soderling. Correct. And who and beat Djokovic? Stan. Yeah, Stan Wawrinka. Are both. What do they have in common? One, one of them Swiss and the other one's uh, Dutch. 
No, they're both Swiss. They're no. both Swiss. <laughs> um, you know what else I liked on the weekend? What was that, Sean? A win. That, yes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> How good was it? How good was it? Fabian sent me, you sent an interesting text, Fabian. Yeah, I don't care. You can read it out because it's true. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to read it out because I've got to find it. But uh, it a bit, a bit emotional. I Post-match. I was the same. I, I couldn't bring myself to... Watch it. it it's the, we call it the MGA Cup, obviously with Pete being, of course, the uh, the Brisbane Lions support. And we we plan to go and to you know take the families along, and I was like, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I just I'm just exhausted. I just I thought I'm going to cut the grass, put the headphones on, and you know, still going to listen to it and follow the boys. But and as it got going on, going on, going on, and then the siren rings, and my first instinct is. Run and get Harvey and let him hear the song. So run, I put the radio on in the lounge in the in the garage, call Harvey, and his eyes light up. And he's like, We won. Like just you don't see how much it affects yeah. the little ones. And he's like, We won, we won. And he's like, he was he was wrapped. Yep. And then I said, All right, he went back inside with Cal and um I just I had a moment. I, I just went in the car. <laughs> I seriously I went I went and sat in the car. <laughs> just had a silk. Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't sobbing or anything. But I was like, I, I, I welled up. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, fuck. It just it drain, it just drains it out of you. Yeah. Well, you know, and you hold it and you hold it back, and then all of a sudden it's like, fuck. We don't want it. We well, understand we're going through a phase, but shit, you need to win every now and then. Oh, no, you, but what it is more it. than yeah, anything absolutely. is, and, and Dad and I were talking about it on the way back to the car, and you went, people like us. You know, in this room, and and several people who you know might listen to this and be Carlton fans, and obviously the people who go to the games more often than not, it's pretty easy for the the stay at home or the um, sort of you know apathetic Carlton fan to sort of just go, oh yeah, we're shit, and just not really think about it, whatever. But there is still a, a, a pretty big core of supporter that um, sort of invest a fair bit of emotion into the happenings and comings and goings at the club. Yep, and for not, not the whole tenure of Bolton. It's not about Brennan Bolton, but for the last two years in particular, the last 30, what is it, 34 games? 34 now, yeah. The last 34 games. Fuck, it's been a really, you know, just every week the club's getting bashed. Mm, yep. For all but four of them, every week's getting bashed. Your club's no good. Your drafting's, your future's fucked. Mm. You're going nowhere. You're not getting out of this. And it's, as much as you hold the door and you stand there and you it's not the case and you defend the club and whatever as you said fab you do need those wins to absolutely sate you know you're sitting there we need something to show for this and then to turn up like i personally didn't think we'd win on the weekend i thought we'd hopefully play better than we have been playing and then to be 37 points down you're sitting there going fab sent a text saying we'll lose by 120 (laughs) oh when when came through i i said to Hold on, neither of you disagreed. So. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. It, it looked respond. like, for a brief period there, it looked like Brisbane players were queuing up to kick goals, and and they seemed like they were going to start kicking them easily. They were, and they were downhill skiing. They, that's exactly and what they were doing. And when it flows, floodgates open. Oh, they do. They do. And, and in we, the end, it was the absolute worst thing that ever happened to them because they couldn't get. By the time they got restarted, they were out of it. They were gone. Yeah. I said this on the Twitter, and, and this will be the first point of discussion. Um, it was very, very much the complete 180 of the Hawthorne game. Yeah, exactly right. In that against Hawthorne, we started brilliantly. And it was almost like everyone was sitting there going, 
this is working too well. Yeah. This is everything we want to do is like, it's working. Go, this is great. And then at halftime, we got in the rooms and they just stopped. And I don't, I don't agree that oh, Hawthorne will do this, Hawthorne doing this. We went into the, our shells. We also and, got three injuries. But we looked to, we looked to see the game out yep. rather than play yep. it out. Defend the lead, yeah. Whereas on the weekend, we're 37 points down. We weren't playing badly as such. Skills were very sloppy. Yeah, we were turning it over at but the wrong time. we were trying. And I turned to Dad and I said, people around us were getting a bit antsy. And I said, people are getting antsy at kids and players making skill errors in the first quarter trying to play the way we should have been playing for 18 months. Yep. Go, we should have been... Something they should be familiar with by we now. Should be, we should have been taken on the corridor when it was on for the last 18 months. Uh, absolutely. Not crabbing it around the boundary. Not going, oh, we've, been, we've been saying that for a year, haven't we? And the reward came because they, they stuck at it. Yep. The decision was made that if we can get some reward, which we sort of we did partway through that second quarter, we sort of got a bit of a foot, foot in the door and then they sort of thought, okay, well... We'll keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And that's where it came from. I mean, there's only one person that we need to really <laughs> tip the cap to. Have you seen him play better? He was um he was just he was unbelievable. Yeah. In the first half, oh really, the first sort of quarter and a bit, he wasn't bad, but he was sort of trying to do a few in the last couple of weeks he's sometimes been guilty of trying to do a little bit too much. I reckon you're right. Yep. Takes takes on a little bit too much, takes on the tackle. Etc. And you sort of thought, just we don't we don't need you to be everything. Yep. But then after that, he was everything. In the and, second and half, and when he was running, oh. like when he moves, <laughs> it's not like he's a, a statue. But when he really takes on the game, when he's reading it well, he's taking risks and taking the game on in full flight for a big guy too. He just um, he doesn't lumber. He actually still gets over the ground pretty quickly. But he, um, when he really takes on the game, he's he's great to watch in full flight, isn't he? Someone made, I think it was Jonathan Brown, was talking about the the half of footy that Judd played. Yep. And I think he said it was five goals out eleven touches and whatever. Yeah. And he said they go Cripps. Well, Cripps had was it low twenties in the second half. Yes. Kicks four. Kicks four. You sit there going, that's about as good as you can play in an hour. And well, if and the siren doesn't and, sound, and, yeah, he could make it, the journey for the fifth. Yeah, he, well, he goes if the he barrel the drop, out of it. If he kicked the drop punt, he almost kicks it. But as I said to mates at work, I said, imagine he nailed the tool. <laughs> it went he, through post oh, high. Oh, my God. There would have been a pitch invasion. Mm. Oh, just about, yeah. Is he our, is he our best forward? <laughs> um, no, I think Charlie Kerno is staying to show the glimpses of what Charlie Kerno can be. And Charlie's our best forward. But... Um, Cripper is a nice, a, a nice joker to throw on the pile every now and again, just to say, just just test them out, test out the resolve, see how prepared they are to really put their body body on the line when they're in there. Yeah, um, and we've got to do it more. Well, you hit on a good point there. For me, one of the, the most pleasing aspects of the game, and you can sort of speak to this, Fab, is I thought the way we responded a to what was happening, and we we touched on it earlier with sort of staying the course, what we were trying to do. We're going to keep on trying to do it. But making positive moves. Yeah, or making moves. Just making st- making changes that forced Brisbane and Fagan to go, okay, well... What do we do now? But who was, to when was the last time Ed was told to go and do a job? He has to every week. But that's what he's good at. That's his Because you look at it too and you think he was still actually damaging in and of himself in locking Neil down, but... He still ended up with like eight or something clearances. He still ended up playing. That was a better performance than his RC four goal stint Spot against. Said no doubt, no doubt. Look, I having seen a bloke like Liam Picken 
be given the opportunity to ditch the tag and just play footy. You see a guy like him, he's really creative, he's really courageous, he takes the game on and he, he will never die wondering. Um, I think in a way we kind of think that Ed Kerno is that footballer. And again, we all love Ed, but he's he doesn't have that much talent. He can't change a game through positivity mm. on his own. But what he can do is make life damn hard for the bloke that he's going to be on and play a role here, there, and everywhere. And he, it's, it, that's his sweet spot. As we, They all talk during the week, let our blokes play to their strengths. Play to their strengths. He Kerner. has the aerobic capacity to run with anyone. Right. Now, if Liam Stocker had Ed's aerobic capacity, I would have him locked down on their best midfield every week. Every week. Because you're going to get taken to the football. Yep. And that's how Ed gets the ball. It's because he's around their best midfielder who will take him to the ball. Absolutely. Does he go straight to Bond? Is Bont too big? Just as a body. Well, Bont tried we to go with last Cripper time. last week. Or we didn't really... Last time. Well, they didn't really... They just went, I'm going to go and get 40. I'll go and get 40 and see which and team my wins. my 40 will be better than yours. And we had Sam Petrovsky seating. That was the difference. Yeah. Cripper and Bont. Bont had a good game against us. Yep. And, uh, yeah, no, he was good. Was good. He, had, he, he wasn't had, great. He, he was, was good. Okay. Yeah, 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 but if there's someone on the end of all this good work... And that's their forward capitalizing, line was dysfunctional. He, he, completely dysfunctional. Which I hope it is again. And and a very, very pleasing aspect of the game for me was to come from uh, behind, to get in front, and then importantly to stay in front. Yes. You thought you always thought once was it? It felt like we were still going to lose, didn't we? Charlie put us in front, or McGovern, whoever it was. I think it was Charlie. But we hit the front, and you sort of thought, "That's an unbelievable effort, guys. Well done." Yeah, but don't but get it overrun. Can't, can't can't stop here. Yeah. But don't get overrun. Don't end up losing by the six goals. Absolutely, in front. Only yeah. positivity tonight. But what I will say, and what I, where I want improvement, and where there is room for improvement, Harris Andrews. They'll say he did a job on Harry McKay, but Harry took Harris Andrews out of the game too. Took yeah. him away from the play. So that's what he's for. Sometimes the guys have Charlie to be gets decoys. off the chain. So the next bloke's on Charlie. Mitch is going to get off that chain more. Oh, totally. Totally. Their best defender in Harris Andrews taken out of it. Their second best defender is taken by Charlie. Where's Mitch? Mitch should has be, five minutes stints where he, heart out. Yeah. he looks like a common medalist in five minutes. Yeah. But he's only played five minutes in each game all year. I think that there's, so there's a degree... There, there's, if once that clicks, once Mitch realises... I think that you know what Carlton fans need to accept, and you, you've touched on a good point, is that ultimately at the end of the day, if those three are playing in the same forward line, it doesn't really matter who kicks the goals. Oh, totally. Because no, if there's a setup, the setup or the best setup is one that may necessitate somebody getting five touches and being a decoy. Yeah. If, it means, if it means that Harris Andrews is Taking not in the contest, yeah. can't be third man up, can't fly uncontested, and he took a, he did still take a couple of nice marks, um, which sort of held them, you know, kept them in in the game a little bit. Hmm. But if it means that that might be Mitch playing on such and such to drag them up the ground, whoever, Carlton fans need to realise that. We're not going to have a game where they all kick four or five. That's exactly no. what I was going to say. Ever. But as long as we're, we're not going to kick five them. each, someone it, it just doesn't happen. It's the 2011 Judd Murphy thing. Now, I'll use this weekend's example. If Harris Andrews then goes, I've got to get back inside defensive 50, I can't stay on Harry Mackay. Harry has then got to realise, I've got to get off the chain now. Yeah. Because Harris Andrews has dropped off me, I've got to make him pay. In 2011, when Mark Murphy won the best and fairest. And did he win the Coaches Award? Or the Coaches Association? He may have, yeah. He may have. He did in one year. Best player would go to Chris Judd. 
and Mark Murphy made them pay. And when they swapped, then Chris Judd... Now, there were games where both of them only really had half a good game each. Yep. But completely, it helped us. We had dominance, yeah. That's where you get that versatility. Another excellent um, side for me, and this is something I always like to look at, particularly when we've lost. If you're losing badly, uh, a really good indicator is scoring shots. Yep. We ended up with more. So it wasn't as though we've kicked 15 goals, five, and they've, they've had 18 or 19 shots. We've won by five goals. You actually sit there and go, we actually ended up controlling the game, and that's a really good indicator of a team that's been able to control the contest. Well, given that at one stage it was, what, six goals, four to three behinds, to go from that point. And we had control when we scored those three behinds. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing too. I remember sitting there and we touched on it, sat, sat there and I said to Dad, go, we're not playing badly as such. We're just getting zero reward. We're just not getting reward. And in the end, I think they said they had 59 inside 50s or whatever it was, which means we're giving ourselves a chance because that's that's like against St Kilda. The biggest lament was it just wasn't going in there and it's like you can be the best football team in the world, but mm. if you're getting that few opportunities, I mean, geez, None of them good to, to advantage. Yeah. And you know, actually, very early in the game, the thing that I took great heart from, initially anyway, was that... Our, our press from a uh, kick-in, the Lions kicking in, seemed to be far more aggressive. Yep. It was a little bit deeper, and it was actually daring them to go, we're well, going to have to go long and wide. Yep. And then we're going to back us so we can pick them off. We can mm. spoil. If you want to go short, you're going short. You're going yep. nowhere. Yep. And we're just going to crush, 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 crush. It felt... And once you go short once... You, you start. You get into a worse position. You start yeah, once you start yeah. putting yourself into the pocket. We seem to basically the ground. We, yeah. a lot of the time we basically said to them, the only kick out's the one to a contest, and mm. we will back ourselves to either mark it mm. or spoil it or neutralize it. It felt like, and Brendan Bolton's only you know he's a relatively young guy. It felt like we were a bit more modern. Yeah, I don't know. That's that could be an unfair word, but it felt like we were a little bit more. Like everyone else. I think Brisbane gave us a bit of space, you know, unlike some of the other weeks when we've been constricted by the opposition. I think they just I think they just backed themselves to say, we're the, you know, we're fifth on the ladder, you're 18th, we're better than you, we'll just outplay you. And, and they, they even probably they thought didn't... that as the margin was still, even five goals, four goals, they probably thought, we're still four goals up, yep. still three goals up, we get the next one, we'll be all right. I said this to Tim in the last... Two or three times we've played him. We've played him at the Gabba, the majority of it, and we've given, what, 10-goal head starts. Yep. And we've clawed it back, and we've gone, you know, we've lost by a couple of goals. And I said to you, out of all the teams we need to start beating, this is the team that's going to be one of our closest rivals. We're aiming to peak when they're going to peak. Yeah, if they rebuild continues as it's expected and, and ours does the same thing. They should be so top four, six. Beating, beating them, I know it sounds funny, but it, it's important. Oh, absolutely. It's a team, habit. They're near enough around about where we are in terms of development. Probably not closest in the league. Can I give a shout-out? And it's important that it comes from me. Lockie O'Brien. Lockie O'Brien. Now, I ask for glimpses. I ask for something where I can say he'll be a footballer. The weekend. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And I've, I don't know if I've said this on board before. He needs to get more of the board. Not a problem. Not a, I'll obviously always say that. He might be the best field kick on our list. It could be. 
I, I, yeah, yeah. And but when I say might be, I don't mean at the moment. Yeah, when, when he gets time, at, and he's a very damaging kick, isn't he? I think that's the thing. Like is, the one that he put on Charlie's head was no one else had a chance at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kicked it fifty into a like a pack of players, and he's actually said to Charlie, "This is where you need to be yeah. to mark the ball." Yeah, no one else, and no one could get near him. It was. Did some really good things. I, I thought initially, I thought if we're going to talk about individuals, I thought you were teeing up a bit of bit of plaudit, bit of praise for a certain other maligned Carlton footballer. For Jacob Wiedering? No, no, he gets a bit of praise later. Paddy Dow? He gets a little bit of praise later. Uh, Lockie Plowman on Lockie Charlie Plowman Cameron. Lockie Plowman on Charlie Cameron. There was it had it had every for everything that we've said and the lack of. Foot speed, you put him on the quickest bloke on the opposition and possibly the quickest bloke in the league and Fagan, the most damaging bloke. Fagan and the Lions coaching. Oh, they would have been, been pulling themselves. Yeah. They would have been thinking this this could be the this could be the, the kick ma- eight. This could be the match up. eight. Because <laughs> we could break even everywhere else. This could be the one. He yeah. got I think he, he kicked at least one. And even that plant Lockie was a bit unlucky. It was a spoil deep in defence and went about fifteen metres and Cameron was just there. Yep. He was able to scoop it up and snap. He did hit he the went, post in the last quarter, Charlie. In in fairness to him, and if he kicked the goal, it would have made life yeah. uncomfortable. But it was a nice kick. Even it was a beautiful then, kick, wasn't it? Even then, it was a nice professional foul from Ploughman. Yeah, well, it was it just was holding too. him, just going. You're going to have a shot from fifty. Yeah, on an angle. On the yeah. angle, just to show that we oppositions go through what we go through at times. Could you imagine if Stephen Martin was playing for Carlton? Oh fuck me! It's stay down, Robbie. But stay. It was ex- same position was on the ground. Stay down, Robbie. Yeah. Same position on the ground. Can I ask you a question about Stephen? Not Martin? only stay down, Robbie. Eddie's talking to him. Eddie's telling. He must have been concussed because Eddie's saying, <laughs> "Give it to me. Give it to me. Just stop. Give it to me. Stop." And he's um, just ignoring him. Yeah. How the trainer didn't pick up. This bloke's not all it's there. Is, is that what the fair yeah. is? I think speaking of Stephen Martin, I got a question for the two of you. I thought early in the game he was quite good and we certainly needed to to arrest the momentum at stoppage because we were getting murdered. And pretty much anyone who won stoppage scored. Yes. Matty Cruz's last 75 minutes. Yeah. Was it a case of working himself into the game and getting on top or did Martin just go too hard? Well, I think because he had Archie Smith backing him up. Maybe I turned to Dad at one point and said, Martin looks cooked. Cooked. Yeah, did he just go out too hard? And he's stuffed. He's not that young anymore, yeah. and and I think he's all he was always he has always been a power athlete. And Cruz Martin. is just at that steady pace, oh, he's just the, going the, through. They the call tractor. him what the tractor for, for and he was reasons. just sensational. Yeah, he was absolutely sensational. The longer sensational. it went, the better he got, and he's just. And you thought initially, but you, the and the free kick was uh, fucking horrendous. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon we just let all umpiring decisions go oh. because well, it's just it's. Par for the course now, it's, isn't it? It was, luckily, for all I'll say is, luckily it was even both ways. Like, yeah. absolute shockers. The Zach, absolute. the Zach Fisher free kick. Like, did you actually see that one? The one we got. The one that we got. Who was the? What about the one against Marchbank in the third quarter? Oh, when he got tackled. He got tackled. He didn't have much five choice. Five metres but it was, out from goal. What yeah. about paying a mark to Charlie where he hadn't grabbed it yet? Yeah, that's true. But he got tackled <laughs> five metres out from goal. What's he meant to do? Yeah. And was gang tackled to the ground. But I think I think that one was one of those ones where Charlie Kerno our, our poor play boundary. put him under pressure, so therefore they penalised the team rather than the player. I reckon that was really hit. It was harsh. It was You're harsh. Going, it's a goal. You're giving but you don't goal. get free kicks in the goal square. That, that, that's the one thing. Like It's got to be glaringly obvious. You can do anything on the goal, and, on, and, on the goal and, line. And you if can do the anything. umpire had a said, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, 
no opportunity, ball it up. Everyone would have gone, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, how'd you appraise Jacob Wiedering's game? Uh, I wouldn't say it's as good as I've seen him play, but he's he is just... You know he's got it's a lot of maturity. He's got a little bit of Bruce Dool about him. You know, it's just he doesn't he doesn't go to ground. He seems to make the right decision. He's clean. He's gutsy. The and- only moment he had, and I said this to Fab and uh, an old mate Phil. Shout out to Phil. Um, earlier in the day, <laughs> I accidentally called Pete Phil. Earlier in the day, um, there was a moment where early in the game, particularly the first quarter, he was our best player by a mile. Oh, by a street, absolute yeah. mile. And he'd taken a couple of nice marks, just judged it beautifully, and the ball came in deep. And he sort of, I can't remember, might have been on McStay. And he sort of looked like he tried to mark it one-handed. I think I remember it. And it almost looked like it ended up jarring out and McStay just socketed it through. And you sort of thought, Jacob's probably sitting there thinking as the ball's coming in, I've had a really good 20 minutes. I'll just mark this. Yeah. Because I'm I'm having a good day. Confidence. I'm on. And then it didn't go his way. And then after that, he thought, "Mm, maybe you just need to do the percentages a bit more often. Yep. And after, he was absolutely flawless. And and that's his attitude, isn't it? You you can tell that's... The effort two on one. Two on one, yeah. Unbelievable. That's why when we string wins together, he's a confidence player. Yeah. And he'll just get better and better. Totally. Totally. With with other blokes around. But no, two on one, but but letting Charlie uh, Charlie Cameron get goal side of you Mm. as well and still having... The smarts to know I've got one shot and I've got to put body on him at exactly the right time. He does it and then he's able to just sort of, you know, give it the backhander through for the behind and you're going, how many other blokes in our team could have done that? One. And it was him? No, he's not playing. Liam. Liam. Uh, the other number one draft pick was pretty spectacular. Saturday, the day that he's won the Rising Star. Look, Connor Rosie has put together nice games and good highlights, but he's not he's not controlling games the way that Sam, Sam Walsh the, the does. Fact, the fact of the matter is, he's playing much, a modern, modern game, and he is one of the best midfielders on the ground. People not, he's not just will playing dispute cameos. This. People will dispute this because they hate Carlton, but he's putting up numbers that no first year midfielder has ever put up. Well, I read one the other day that it basically said um, name name the three. Carlton players with the highest average possessions per game in order. Yeah, it was Cripps, Walsh and Murphy. Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Mm. But he was just the way in which he complimented Cripps and the way in which those two were able to control... They looked for one another. The contest. You're looking for a bloke that's played his, playing his 12th game of footy. Yeah. I mean, how good does he become? And this thing, once again, I'm he not... He keeps finding... Cripper keeps finding him, whereas last year and when we were playing decent football, that was Zach Fisher. It was yeah, he he would wax with Fisher, just with Rosie. And look, look, a really terrific young player, not a problem in the world. He's played eleven games, kicked fifteen goals in a Port Adelaide team that's going okay. Yep, kicked five of them in one game. Yep. So apart from one really outstanding, gee, that's a brilliant game. He's averaging, he's averaging one a goal a week. Yep. You should be going with. Walsh is averaging 28. Was yeah. it 28 or something like that? And about 15 Ks. You see, it's ridiculous. He's just an absolute star. Another one of the young guns who's been under plenty of pressure was, uh, or has been, Paddy Dow, particularly from Carlton fans. An interesting stat that caught my eye during the week was um, Cam Rayner averages nine possessions a week. And, and did you watch? Did you watch much of his game? He wasn't. Just wasn't good. There was one bit of play in the. Did I get this right? 
it was either the it was the, might have been late in the first quarter or the third quarter because it was the other end. He got the ball at forty five on the boundary line, and he had a shot. Now I know Cam Rayner is a is a pretty skilled footballer, but I don't care. I don't care who you are. He's looking for a spark. Y- you kick that to ten meters out from the top of the square, and you let you, you let. Your big forwards have a crack. You let your small forwards get to their feet and you see what you can create. And you put the opposition under pressure. And then there was another bit of play where he had the ball just outside of the centre square on the wing and it was a two-on-one and Mitch Robinson was running down on the outer wing and he just he shaped a handball to Robinson on his own and then he went inboard. Like he, he, he carried the ball inboard and then he tried to hit a target inside 50 and kicked straight to one of ours. And, and it was a missed kick, and that's fine. And if it comes off, you're going, look, you're taking the corridor option, it's more attacking, it gets the ball in faster, all the right things, but you just sit there and you're going, you're a bloke that just needs to do more, do it better, and you're just you're kind of showboating a and bit, the, I reckon. The, the, well, the thing that came out of it for me was that we've had to listen to, and a lot of them are Carlton people, Carlton fans, bash Paddy Dow's development. A 19-year-old kid in his second year, he's averaging, I think it's mid-teens or 15 or 16 touches, 17 touches a week. Just finding his way. We've had to sit there and listen to his development. Jeez, how Paddy Dow coming on? Jeez, what's Paddy Dow doing? This guy is the case I made last week where every other young player in the competition seems to get to just develop at their own pace off Broadway. We see him occasionally. Yeah, looks all right. Yeah, did a couple nice things. Where our first year players, second year players, third year players have to be so much more. But you know what the problem is, Sean. What's that? We don't have anyone else. No, but I'm saying like from the mix. But it's not even it's not even the media or pundits looking at it. It's our own. I, going, I, I agree. Oh, it it is our own. But it's them as well. But it's not even them judging it, saying he's 19 years old. Yeah, we're going to get some ups and downs. But those blokes are the victim of the aggressive reset because there just isn't anybody else. You know, we, we've gone so hard on bringing in 18-year-olds every single year. that and, and we've always said it, there isn't a core of 26-year-olds at the moment that are doing most of the grunt work, whether they're our stars or they're just the good ordinary footballers like you know the Heath Hockings of the world or or the David Mackays of the world or, you know, you, you know that, that journeyman footballer that a lot of sides have. Yeah. Um, we don't have that football. I mean, that would have been Nick Graham. And even then, Nick Graham yeah. probably would have been 23 or 24, you know. That footballer that we tried to bring through and create just it didn't work. We got rid of all of them, and there's there's been well, no got one, one else to be able to pick we've, up. He's he's relatively young, but before we move off Dow, really like there were a couple of little moments. Fab mentioned it earlier. You want to see glimpses. He had the one where he's coming out of the middle and he didn't hit Harry on the lead, and he went ah nuts. He went digging. We got to do a bit better than that. It's fine, you know. His gather and his pick up on the opposite flank on the bench. Side, the bench yep. side of the ground. He's right near me, yep. Unbelievable. Yep. And the handball, just just fantastic. And yep. you sit there going, that's what you're looking for? You're looking for a couple of moments like that every week. Did some really nice clearance work. Gave the ball a couple of times, kicked to the, um, for one of Cripps' goals, really nice kick he, to advantage. He, he kicked the first one to, it was actually going to Walsh. Yes. Uh, and they, then, uh, and Jackson yeah, they spoiled each other. Uh, spoiled one another. And then it came out straight away. He regathered. Yeah. Composure kicked it inside fifty. Cripper took the mark for his second goal because yep. he'd already done the one on the run. And as he ran off the ground, five blokes got to Dow as he was running was off great. the ground. That's what I like to say. Another another really really good story out of the day. And lastly, before we move off the Blues, 
Uh, Gibbons. Oh, play the kid in the midfield, please. This is not... We're not <laughs> winning because Michael Gibbons is playing midfield minutes, but it's no surprise that his two best performances... It's when he's gotten midfield minutes. ...for the minutes. club and yep. been playing midfield. Ended up with 22 touches, kicked two goals. I put it to Fab earlier... Who had a better? Who had a bigger influence on the on the game on the result, Gibbons or Lockie Neal? You were meant to think about it that long. It's pretty. No, obvious. no. The, oh, I, 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 the I, question I, was to Tim. I've already answered. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I think it was Gibbons. I mean, in in fairness, Lockie Neal was tagged out of it completely. But, but I reckon but his twenty two touches were more damaging. Than Neal's thirty one. What Neil had? Well, what Neil had in the first half? Yeah. I mean, I, all, all I was thinking. Because he was and winning I do them agree from stoppage, you. he was winning them from congestion. Yeah, no, and he, he was. Yeah, look, Lockie, Lockie O'Neill when he had dominance. Lockie O'Neill, oh, I did call him Lockie O'Neill, didn't I? It's a cross between Lockie Neill and Lockie O'Brien. <laughs> Lockie Neill, when he had his dominance, his side was six goals to two in front. Is the or, or three or whatever it was? I reckon there's something. So, uh, I said this to Fab earlier. There's something about Lockie O'Neill, and I just yeah. think that <laughs> I just I, I just reckon that like 80 percent of his touches could be gotten by anyone. He can be a bit cheap, but just and, in the sense and, and that I they're think every, every I team him. that he's played. Oh look, but it's a link you, in the chain. Keep that's... on getting the numbers that he gets. Yeah, and not I know. Fremantle, it was oh, no, but it's you're just... the second best. Yeah, that's midfield. right. Now he's the best. There's something about him. I just think yeah. he's just. You think they go? Oh, could could just anyone else get those touches? But he's a bit Tom Mitchell too, yeah. isn't he? Tom Mitchell gets a lot of the footy just because he's smart, he's fit, and he knows what to do. Hmm. And, and what's and, wrong with that? There is nothing wrong with yeah, that, so. and, and it's not like he doesn't like play Neal. with there, and it, it doesn't lack for courage or anything. It's not that like I don't that. like Lockie Neal. I just think that you know, yeah, he just um, seems to do it too easy. And then obviously sometimes. looking looking to this week, a really really good opportunity for the Footy Club play the Bulldogs, who obviously we've gotten the better of once already this year. Hopefully, we go into the game not ahead of ourselves as we've done a couple of times this year, but this is a really good chance to ride the wave. They've earned. The pats on the back they got last week, but this is a great opportunity to to make it two from two. And but you've um, got to get your hands dirty, don't you? Absolutely. And we've got to be wary that what we did last time is not going to work. Yep. You know the Bulldogs are going to be prepared for that. Um, but having said that, we're every every opportunity to make it two from two. And I mean, I don't even know when the last time we won back to back games. Probably early in Bolton's first year. I think, as they said in the um, no, it would be would be the second year because I think when we beat Hawthorne late in the season in that second year, just prior to that, we might have even won three in a row or something like that. Because everyone kept on saying, if you look at the stats, they all say, oh, we've won four of our last 40-something. But just prior to that period, we'd won like three of four or something like that. So if you go back that little bit further, all of a sudden it's you'd won seven of 45 and or whatever the number works out to be. And, and all of a sudden, it doesn't make for as much, no. a, a, as good a story. The when, cut-off, when, the cut-off when, when, All you're trying to certain... do is kick the shit out of Carlton. Mm. And it's like, yeah, just just keep on peddling whatever suits your narrative. Um, we'll we'll just watch the game and we'll take out of it, you know, a realistic um, conclusion as we're going along. We're going to do a very quick uh, tipping for this weekend. Obviously, the teams for only tomorrow out. looks like Jacobs and Gibbs are still sidelined. Wow. Monty, Riley O'Brien is playing you say pretty good football. One's dropped. Um, well, sideline, they're not in the team. Um, so we've got to go through this real quick because obviously with the Thursday night game, 
uh, Friday squads and beyond haven't really been announced or formalised. We've got Adelaide and the Tigers at the Adelaide Oval tomorrow night. I think Adelaide, given Richmond's outs, win this one fairly comfortably. Adelaide. I've got to go Adelaide because I'm sick of picking against them and them just winning. You're picking against them because you want Because it's what I want. Absolutely. Uh, The Bombers and the Hawks on Friday night. This is a tricky one because I think at this stage, Essendon are are shaping like getting back Shield and maybe Stringer. And maybe Fantasia. So it's, it's this is probably this is a tough one to tip. I think Whereabouts? Essendon. MCG by the looks of Marvel, sorry. Essendon. I reckon Essendon. If yeah. it's at Marvel, it's Essendon. Be, they might be quicker. What are you doing, Timbo? You usually like to slap the Jats down. Well, it hasn't been working well for me, Sean, no. so I'm going to go Essendon as well. Excellent. Saturday starts up at RS. What the hell's that? Oh, it's like uh, Townsville, isn't it? Yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the Suns and the Saints. Yeah, Nick Revolt was talking about the other day. The Suns and the Saints. This is another tricky one. No, it's not. One side's completely shit house, and the other one's just not very good. See, that could be either one of them for me. <laughs> I'm a bit like, I don't know which one you're talking about. I'm going to go for the Suns. I'm getting on the Saints. Saints. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm no confidence at all in saying oh, I don't know I was going to say, usually he'd say... Peg one back, but uh, only because it's after up last week he's gone to the well too no, many times. Only because it's up there, and we've seen it be a bit of an elephant graveyard for the likes of like the Bulldogs, and it's just if it gets if it's wet and if it's hot, humid, if it's hot, it's just a tricky place to go and play. Well and truly for the Saints, I don't know if that might you know play into it. Richmond were undone a couple of times up there, yep. or at least once. Old mate Carmichael, uh, the oh, Dockers yes. and the Power. That's at uh, Optus Stadium. Another serious, another tough one. Because, I mean, the power, you would think, get over the line. but it's Coming back from China. Dockers, they've had the week off. Both had the week off. I'm going to go Frio here. I'm going to go Port because of the love them. injuries to Frio's big men with Rory Lobb now also joining Tabernet out and okay, Rory Lobb's some rubbish. other bloke. Sean Darcy should come back in, but he'd be underdone. Sandilands isn't playing. They just don't have any bigs. Give it to me, Fab. Port. Port. Okay. And, uh, and the fact that I love the Port. Too. The Blues and the Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm back on the Blues this week. Jesus. In go the Blue Boys. I'll, I'll pick the Dogs and hope that I'm wrong. Jesus. Blue Baggers. Yeah. I've pretty much picked us all year. This was, uh, this was Fitty. This was the round we said we'd win by Fitty. 36. 36 win. Good, I'll take that. And then lastly, Blunston Arena, North and the Giants. Fuck. <sighs> Giants, they continue that up and down. You never quite know what you're going to get with them. You would expect them to win, but I reckon North might try to do what they did against us, and they might try to bully them. The worst venue in the competition by a country. You know, as, as silly as it, it sounds, freezing. As silly as it sounds, winning the it's like cricket. Winning yeah. the toss could be huge. Yeah, not if you're Trent Cotchin. True. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to go. That was a great day. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for North. I'm going to go the Giants. North. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... You've gone North, Fab, have you? North. And then just to tell... Uh, Fab put two on me last week, so it's Fab 64, Sean 60, Tim 53. Oh, I've got them shorter. right where I want them. <laughs> <laughs> it's lulling us into a false sense of security. Um, we're going to move on now to a bit of the NBA. Obviously, the biggest talking point out of this has been... Uh, Drake? <laughs> What was he doing when when Durant? We'll get on to Durant. What was he doing when Durant? Durant. What was he doing when Kevin Durant was getting taken from the court? And he was like, he knew the camera was on him. He was gutted for his mate. He was he was like 
he was doing panto. It's exactly at, what at, he was at, doing, like an acting class. It was yeah. embarrassing. He was gutted for his mate. He knew the camera was on him, and he was hamming it up like you wouldn't believe. He was delighted, oh. and he had to pretend. Everyone keeps that saying he's just... got Steph Curry and Durant's numbers on him, tattooed on him, and I'm thinking, why? Because they're his mates. Are they? Kevin Durant didn't even look at him. Well, he, just, he was probably more worried about the fact that his Achilles no, tendon he was, like, was no he, longer attached. Drake was on his the Achilles tendon was Drake was down behind his, his kneecap. Behind his kneecap. <laughs> Drake was on the court. He couldn't have like avoided him. Well, yeah. Drake can't walk on the court. He was pretty much on the court. He'll launch a three if he wants to. Uh, the, what did the you make of that? The next game becomes interesting, though, doesn't it? Like it was in the end, it was one point, but for a very, very long time, it looked like the Warriors were never going to lose it. It looked a little bit like, and it'd be interesting. The biggest takeaway from me was Toronto. You have to win the trophy. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's, well, the, the, and, that, and that's always been the story. And, and Kawhi, with that burst. Got them into. I sent a thing to. I think it was was it your our, was it our group chat or Alex and Fab? Either way, no, I, I saw it. I, I, it I, yeah. oh, I, I don't know who I sent it to. Uh, I just sent a thing after he. I think he scored ten in a row. <laughs> and I thought he MVP. Yep. Go. This is. Oh, he's there, MVP regardless. But he sat there and go. This is oh, the moment. I think so. Yeah. He sat there and go. If they win, this is a legendary run. If they close this game out, and they win it. Because he was just fun, and he was making it look easy. What would you rather? Would you rather Toronto beat Warriors in Oakland for the third time no. in a final series and take it in Game 6? I think if you're a Toronto fan, you just want to win it. Because I reckon if they go back to Toronto, they're going to be shitting themselves because they're supposed to win. You don't get a better opportunity. And I think that, it puts the pressure right back on them. Having said that, we'll speak about Durant, but um, Durant still ended up scoring 11. Was it 11 points? Yep. Yeah, he started he's, well. And that's the difference. Yeah. He yep. plays... Half oh, no, the first no. quarter. They've got no chance of beating him. But he plays half the first quarter, him. scores 11 points. They win by one. And Boogie has shown that he can't back up. No. So. Broken down racehorse. And actually. Off to the glue Got to give credit with credit. Bogut's actually been good relief. It's been probably, great. Like, I think I, we said that last week. I don't, I don't pretend to know much about the NBA, but even my untrained eye, I'm sitting there going, maybe you need to give Bogut more minutes. He is a former number one draft pick. No, but just it's not like sense, he can't play. In the sense that you play in Cousins because of what he might do, and you play in other guys because they might do, go, what you just need is someone that you know what they're going to do. Yeah, correct. And so it's an interesting, as I said, watching the game and watching how it panned out, like, the big big thing for me was, will Toronto, they've embraced the pressure on the road so far. Yep. They're a big story in Canada at the moment. First time, will they do it? Can they do it? I think from their point of view, they just want to get it done. Yeah, I, I think they're more likely to beat Golden State and Golden State. And I think they'll just take it whichever way they can get it. Either yeah. way, spoke to my sister-in-law, there will be a riot in Canada. Now, oh, if they lose it, they'll think, riot. No, they won't be. If they win it, they'll um, riot. <laughs> I've got some video footage of Game 4 in the streets outside of what they're calling Jurassic Park. Um, they're climbing poles and... Jumping on cars. This is just for a to go up three one three one. They will Canadians, mate. They they win the NHL. They're pretty you, docile. Any of the clubs win the NHL and they burn things down to the ground. It's just what they do. And then obviously the the big big talking point. Durant won't take any further part in the series. Has it been confirmed? Achilles. Yeah. Well, they're being they're being a bit. I, I, bel- I well, a couple of things that I read on Twitter this morning. I think I think my understanding is it is Achilles. What does it mean ultimately? For his free agency, 
in a year where so many other people are coming out and there's money to be spent, um, what's he going to be asked? Like, it, it might cost him... It, it's it's like when we signed Daisy Thomas. We signed him to 700 a year or whatever, or, you know, allegedly, but we signed him to, like, a five-year, six-year deal, whatever it was, and you really you looked at it and you go on, it's really one less than that because he probably doesn't play year one. It's torn Achilles. It's torn Achilles. Is there... Are there recriminations from a Warriors point of view, from KD's point of view? Yeah. Is there a sport where you need your Achilles more than basketball? But you sit there and he's, my my point of you're view... Ju- from, you're jumping literally but, every position. And look, he'll be... I think Marathon people, runners would be pretty keen to keep an Achilles, but yeah. Well, people rabbiting, rabbiting on about, oh, but yes. what does this mean about his career and oh, you won't mind to play again? It's a nonsense. People come back from this oh, yeah, all totally. the time. And I mean, Jared Ruffett came back and was perfectly Fabian fine. and I were speaking about it off-pod earlier today where we're saying that and I think we've even spoken about it on pod. American sports people, media, etc., their understanding, our understanding of injury in this country as a layperson just following sports is pretty good. Yep. When we hear he's done a hamstring, he's done Three a knee, he's done this, he's yep. got this, we sort of all, you kind of, we kind of understand the clubs don't need to do a lot of explaining. Yep. He's done this, I go, okay, well, he's going to probably be out for four. Hamstring's a 21-day injury. Yeah, yep. he'll probably be out for nine months. Yep. Well, yeah, okay, well, knee's 12. Yep. Over there, like, I remember somebody saying, oh, they when he first did it however many weeks ago, oh, they reckon he's he's popped his Achilles. And they were going, yeah, they're hoping to get him back for the finals. And it was like D. Rose when he did his <laughs> knee. Yeah, D. Rose did his knee and they said he could come back for the game one of the finals if they make You're it. You're going, uh, mate, no, man. He may be back for game one of the finals next, next year. year. Yeah. But I just thought, and that's why when they were saying, oh, he's going to play, I thought, oh, he mustn't have done anything to his Achilles then. And that was the thing. When we saw him do it, we all said, he's done an Achilles because he looked behind him. Yeah. I reckon they knew too. They got desperate. Oh, they got super they're getting, desperate. They're getting smashed without him. Yeah. And that's the thing where I do, he has, and this will be the thing that will be interesting in the, in the aftermath, has he been cleared to play? By Golden State medical team? Yes, he would have had to have been. Because there was something about, what was the general manager's name? Yeah, and he said this one's on put me. It on, put it on himself. It, but it seemed to be odd that, like, I get it if you're close to players, and, and particularly NBA rosters being so small. But, wow. Like, he was so emotional, and it almost smacked of a guy who you're sitting there going... I asked him to play. We've pushed him through. Give, give me one, one effort knowing full and, well he's not coming back. And I'm not for one second saying he's... Fudged the doctor's certificate and yeah, whatever. Signed it himself. But he's got the clearance from someone. Is he all right to play? Has he been medically cleared? He has been medically cleared. And then you go, no, he's actually just... He had a slight tear. And now he's fully done. Now, which has become a bang. Because yeah. If you saw him in the warm-up in the tunnel and stuff, he was... He was jumping around doing Jumping that, around, that, doing, doing yeah. a whole lot of... He was doing dance moves. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. then, so it's just... But what is it... Ultimately, for that free agency, was he leaving... Oh, totally. Oh, he he a Does he still leave? Oh, no. no he's got a player option. So, unlike what Bo- Boogie, Boogie, his- got, Boogie got injured and was betting on himself. So, he got injured and had no money. So, that's why he's gone to Golden State on the cheap. On cheap, man. Kevin Durant's got a player option. He can stay the year that he's injured at Golden State, get paid, and then be a free agent. So, either way, Kevin Durant's getting paid. Yeah. So, he's fine. I don't, what do you I don't, think he does? I don't think he leaves this season now. He doesn't leave injured. Does it cost, what does it cost him? I don't think New York want him injured. Wait a year. They need him, though. <laughs> they New York need everyone, him. mate. They, they need, need everyone. everyone. But the They'd take fit. Sean if they could. Oh, well, they good are value. struggling. Good value. But with <laughs> the, the Warriors, I just want to touch on this. Everyone keeps saying they did it without him. 
Why can't they do it now? Having KD and Boogie to a lesser extent, he's on very cheap money. They've lost their depth yeah. entirely. Yep. They, when Steph and Clay and Draymond won it on their own, they had backup. Yep. Not just Livingston. Yep. Coming off the bench. You know Livingston I mean? looks like a substitute teacher. <laughs> he's, actually a de- he's actually a decent player. Oh, no. But from what I've seen, he looks like he's quite all right. But, but when you um, see him, you're just like, they've you, you lost. look like a substitute, like chemistry yeah. or maybe geography teacher. They've lost all that mid-priced backup talent. And that's what usually happens. Because they've gone, obviously, they have to go on the cheap to yeah. fit in all the stars. So when the, one of the stars goes down, you're, you're stuffed. You're, you're replacing them with a... Uh, the equivalent of the 10th best bloke on your roster, not your 6th or your 7th. How do you think it goes down game 6? I hope for a game 7. Everyone loves a game 7, but I, I think Toronto won a game 6. Well, I reckon they'll... I think I reckon, if they're in it a yeah. quarter time, they throw everything at them. Well, you have to. If, if if you're behind and you've been jumped and Clay and, Clay and Steph are... Draining threes left, right, and center. Maybe you, I you, reckon maybe they win say, it in six. I want seven. They win it in six. I think they win it in six too. Now it's, that they've got one less threat on the floor, I get what you're saying. Though there's always that that letdown or that anticlimax when the road team wins it. Yeah, I don't know. There's something visually at least. There's a bit of a the only outright of that we'll say will, will be the 2016 World Series where they had live footage from Wrigley Field. The Cubs were obviously playing the Indians, and Game Seven was in Cleveland, and. Um, there were tens of thousands of people outside Wrigley Field. Yeah. And they win it and the place just goes ballistic. Yep. They obviously hadn't won it for 108 years. But, um, yeah, there's always that anticlimax where you sort of go, oh, they've, yeah, they've won it. That's awesome. But they're sort of in an empty building. That World yeah. Series was great. Unbelievable. Yep. Extra innings, phenomenal. Even that, I remember once we were getting a um, we were getting a scan. Kelly was pregnant with Alexander. And Pete, who, you know, baseball's not his thing, but he's texting... So I'm there. You know, but it was a good story too because the trying Indians, to see if we're pregnant or not, and I'm just, my phone is gone absolutely off tap. I'm trying to think if the Indians were 47 or something, but they hadn't won one for mm. a lifetime. Yep. So it was sort of whoever wins, it's an awesome story. Game seven in the Stanley Cup as well tomorrow. Go Blues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't like Boston, do we? We hate Boston. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> um, so we'll obviously keep tabs on that. Uh, could be over. When is game six? Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Seems like no, it'd be earlier, than, earlier that. than that. It's either it's, I think it's Friday. Well, it was yeah. either yesterday, wasn't it? So it might be Friday yeah, there. It was but yesterday. So it's Tuesday our time. It'll be Friday our time. I would have thought three days in between. Just bring it up for us. Um, F one. Move on to that. Canada. A little bit of controversy in Canada. Yeah, I don't know we? if you saw it. <laughs> I did see it. Eleven a.m. Friday. It's a shambles. Honestly, a shambles. So basically. Um, good performance from Daniel Ricciardo over the race weekend, qualified fourth, which is brilliant. And I had up, grass on my tyres. <laughs> and ends up finishing sixth, which is uh, an excellent performance again. Um, had a little bit more pace. He actually dueled a bit with Bottas, which was good, so the Renault had a little bit more pace than it has been uh, showing. But basically, the moment came late in the race when Vettel, the car just stepped out on him. For people who know Montreal, that early part of the lap is, it's a really good circuit, but it's a pretty tricky sort of chicane, goes downhill sort of off camber. And the back just stepped out in him a little bit, which isn't uncommon. And he goes across the grass, rejoins the track. Hamilton's sort of there on the inside with the wall. Yeah, look, Seb probably does close the door, but it wasn't anywhere near enough to constitute 
a five-second time penalty. And it's nothing Lewis hasn't done himself. Well, Daniel Ricciardo pointed out a very similar incident where, and this was the incident in Montreal, like I said, it can happen at that part of the track. It happens, you'll watch the race weekend, you'll see a dozen cars do it. Um, at Monaco in 2016, when Ricciardo had been stooged in the pits, when the tyres weren't ready, yep. he was hunting down Lewis, and Lewis at the chicane overcooked it, broke late, just drove through the chicane. Ricardo takes the corner as intended, and Lewis just closed the door into the wall. So Ricardo made the point, nothing happened then. Yep. He had no issue with it then. It's the exact same incident. And it's, and it's a bad look for the sport because Mercedes don't need more legs up. You know the worst part about it is? Ferrari were the ones who railed against being able to challenge five like time penalties. So they'll challenge it just as a show of we're challenging it. I would hope that they – they won't, but I would hope that the FIA would overturn it because it's, it's rubbish. And Seb had a bit of fun late in the race when he moved the, the placards. Yeah, I saw first that First and second. And for me, it was just a nothing offence. It was a nothing – oh, look, I vividly remember way back 20, 2010, it would have been, I think, Mark Webber was right up in his eyeballs in the World Championship there at Monza. And he was – after a pit stop, he was sort of in the midfield a little bit and he was trying to get past Nico Hulkenberg. And I vividly remember it. I remember Dad and I were getting infuriated because Holkenberg was just doing that. He was breaking late, skipping the chicane, and getting enough of a gap to hold him off for the next the middle sector. And Weber was actually on the radio talking to the race director, going, "How many times are you going to do it?" Hmm. So this was a one-off. It was a genuine racing incident. The step that I Seb's had grass just, on my tires. Seb's just lost the lost the rear. Happens. It wasn't a mistake in the such that I've done it to gain an advantage. They are still in the race from us. <laughs> but it was rubbish. So, look, it's a real shame because, as somebody pointed out, they go, the cost of it ultimately is a win to Vettel probably piques people's interest. In the sport. In the title again. Yeah. Oh, good. Ferrari's got a win. Okay. Oh, no, they didn't. Oh. So he gets – he just skips away further. Yeah. Oh. It's one of those Grand Prix on a weird time too. So not a lot of people would have seen it. Yeah, 4.30 or something, mm. 4 o'clock of the time difference but public holiday so that was good uh, Women's World Cup happening in France at the moment um, which is actually where the next Grand Prix for the F1s is which is good um, Team USA I don't know if you saw that this morning played Thailand just got it done 13-0 Who played Thailand? The USA The USA did 13-0 In the Women's In the Women's World Cup 13-0 Alex Morgan with 5, five. Um, and so people were critical. People were critical of the US sort of not showboating, but goals nine, ten, eleven, twelve, like celebrating goals. Yeah, I can sort of understand. Like when it gets to that level, you we don't need the big uh, touchdown style like celebrations. Yeah, yeah. There was something I don't know. Like I'm not criticizing them for going their hardest. If they could have won twenty nil, win twenty nil. Yeah, yep. But it gets to a point where I was sort of watching it going. You're kind of making a mockery of this team, and that's fine, but just a bit more respect. Yeah. Well, and, and American college sport especially tend to respect their opposition a lot. Well, is it is it do the is it the NFL or is it that college system where you can actually have like touchdowns striked off, struck off for unsportsmanlike? The NFL used to have it in, yeah, and they got rid of it because it was just silly. Mm. Well, if you're also margin betting and all that sort of stuff, you know, and they're taking their foot off the pedal and all that sort of stuff, you'd be pretty Oh, and, that, and that's my point exactly with this game this morning. Beat them by as much as you can. 
Yeah. Score as many goals as you can. Tim had him by 14 goals plus. <laughs> <laughs> like, not a problem in the world. But I, I did agree with certain sections of the support, and, and particularly like Twitter was sort of going, when when do you cross the line that it's just it's another goal? Yep. Well done. Good bit of play. We drew that up and we did it. Well done. Yep. But just you're embarrassing But even this in, other in team. the basketball, you'll get down to the last 30 seconds, you're 10 points up. You just can't dribble lose, it out, and they just dribble it out. Just dribble it out, and, and like, why that? Like and, again. and once upon a time, I reckon there was a story of a, an Australian player playing for someone. It might have been St Mary's or something like that. It could have been like a Paddy Mills or a Della Vadova or someone like that. And in one game, one of the blokes just turned around in those last ten seconds. The balls ended up with him, and he's put up a shot. And his coach, coach has absolutely yeah, torn shreds him, off yeah. him and said. We don't do that, and the, we've gone fucking Australia. We we go oh, out as the yeah, absolute end, mm. and um and it's like we we oh it was Andrew Gaze. It was yeah, Andrew okay. Gaze? He was talking about his Seton Hall days, and he said he put up a shot late, and his coach just grilled him. So yeah. but, and that's the thing. Like I said, there's a five. Line, it's respect, yeah. And it's just sort of sitting there going, enough's enough. Yeah, well done. Score the goal. Score the goal. Don't don't do your ten pin bowling. Yeah, high five and yeah, well done. And but just yeah. realise. Just that, walk back to the middle. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um. Obviously, the Matildas have had a rocky start. Fab, your girls got the job done on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. What night was it? Ooh, uh, my girls. Saturday it's night. Italy. Oh, mate, I am very night. proud of my Italian heritage. But when we play Australia, I'm full on Australia. Did you see that the girl did the totty? Did you see that? She did the dummy. Yeah. He was a jerk off, and she's a jerk off. So, um, a Yuri jerk off. Um, <laughs> we were can't defend, man. Can't man, defend. How nervous! Like, I was nervous watching him in a back into the first half, playing it through the goalkeeper and stuff. And I'm like, why do this is not going to end well? Why? And not, luckily, we weren't punished for that. I'm but, not necessarily talking about the Matildas, but because not Matildas, relatively speaking, in women's football, are not a bad team. But why do ordinary teams? Want to play the ball out from the back because because that's what they watch. That's what they bizarre. see. That's what they want to be. Going, it's, it's it's. Do you know what this is? Just not this giving is them the, the ball. Pep Guardiola's doing it, yeah. and that's the that's and it's. But if you just run and into as trouble. I told you, watch Team USA. They're obviously the best team in yeah. the world. They play to their strengths. Yeah, women's football. We've Quick said this before. Stop trying to switch play and play like the men do. They kick it twenty five meters longer than you do. Yeah, play. A system of women's football that's dominant. Look at Adelaide. Run, carry, penetrate. Yep. They penetrate ball in hand. Whereas straight, we're playing the ball out from the back, and I'm thinking, this is not going to end well. And we weren't punished because Italy are rubbish. Yep. Relatively speaking, yeah. Their central midfielder wouldn't pass the ball forward. They've, um, this is the first women's She's World wearing Cup. the They're number 21. I can't remember her name. I'll quickly Pierlo. look it up. This is- <laughs> it wasn't Andrea Pirlo or his sister. But is, um, the worry, the worry I've got for us is we play Brazil next. Oh wow! And that's make or break. But we just need to be so much better defending, like Fab alluded to, a better team. Cronoia, her name was. A, a better team would have put five past us. Yeah. Without breaking a sweat. And as you she, say, she it was such, such a late course. winner that you just gone for, for all the the poor football and all that sort of stuff. You just sit there and going, if you've eked out a one-all draw. It's not a disaster. It's not a disaster. You're going, okay, well, if we've got designs of being a top four or six team in the world, yeah, you probably wanted to get your three points there. But generally speaking, however they play it out. You need four points. Generally speaking, you need at least four points and a positive goal difference to get out of the I group. Will, so to be sitting on zero ain't good. Maybe they worked a bit too much and they were stuffed and that's why they got substituted. But I thought our more dangerous players 
with the two wide girls. Yeah. And they're both subbed. Yes. The fatties. Now... <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> the wide girls. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> ladies. I was going to say, because no, both of them were quite fit. But um, <laughs> they were both, now, hopefully it's because they were gassed. Yeah. yeah. But they were the ones who were providing the threat because the balls were coming in from both sides and they were meeting it. And then why we second half to- when we were, everything was kind of a bit stagnant. What, they what, were the ones who got subbed. Why are we like? You know, it's funny. Like when a player comes along in in any kind of sport, and then everyone needs that player. So you look at like Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr's like a, a reasonable header of the football, but she's also five foot five. Yep. So why are we trying to play her like Tim Kale? She's yeah, she quick. Celebrates she's, like him. she's lightning quick. Got an excellent turn. Runs direct. Yeah, any chance she comes and meets the ball every every now and meet, then? Meet the ball and have her run and carry the ball. Or play the feed. At, at A-League, I saw her play W-League level a few times. Feed the ball on the deck through the lines. Yep. She runs onto it. She's lightning. And get, and get them nervous. And she's a, re, she's a, she's a good finisher. Mm. Can, can finish really well. What's the old, what they used to do with Thierry Henry? And, and you sit there and go, well, you, we're putting the you, ball on her head. Terry Henry. The old Terry Henry. So we're putting the ball on her head, you know, 12 yards out. Who was one of the girls? Out, one of our going, girls in the first half. It might have been Razo, but had a bullet header mm. and it just went straight to the keeper. Anywhere yeah. else, and the Scores. keeper's not even moving. Yeah, yeah, planted. Yeah. So that's yeah. So it was an interesting start. It'd be very, very interesting to see how they respond and react. I think it's Friday. I was going to say, when do we play? We're yeah, playing Brazil. Yeah. Hopefully, Jamaica can at least hold Italy. Yeah, because if Jama- Italy, Jamaica are the team that everyone's going to kind of looking to beat. Yeah. A win, a draw, and a loss, and a, we could get through. Yeah, they need look. They need. We'd to have win to smash this. Jamaica, though, wouldn't we? We'd yeah. have to do a five nil job. Well, Brazil, what are they? Two or three nil up already? What do yeah. they do to? So they need to. They the, did three. The so. Matildas need to. A win is sort of paramount, really, because if they don't win, you run the risk of the other two teams just dicking around. Yeah. One thing with Brazil, they'll be a little bit more, by nature, disrespectful. Well, the Matildas have got an Italy, excellent Italy, record. even the girls. It's just, it's just, it's something in the pasta, mate. Matilda, we we just sit back and fucking defend. Matildas have even. Got, I thought maybe the girls would give us something different. Nah, bit stodgy. But no, nah. <laughs> the Matildas have got a good record against Brazil. Yeah, we've beaten them before, relatively speaking. Yeah. Donald Trump would love the Italian soccer teams. We just put walls up, mm. bang. It's horrible. Bit of political. Uh, I'm here all week. Try the veal. We're going to bring back a much loved <laughs> segment, Timbo. Tee it up, Fab. Chicken shit. Chicken or, salad. Or chicken salad. 2019-2020 kid edition. Oh, Let's have our look. thoughts. All right. We're going to post these on Twitter so you can play along at home. Chicken salad or chicken shit, Fab. Man United home. I reckon it's a really soft chicken salad. It's a chicken salad that hasn't got the dressing on it. Yeah. It's just it's, 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 it's nice. I'll eat it. Yep. If it was for my lunch, I'll, you'd ring back home and go, you forgot the, salad, uh, yeah. forgot the dressing. Forgot the dressing. There's yeah. no feta in there. Yeah. There's no olives. Yeah. I'm not a United fan. It's clean. I I, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Like I don't love it. I like it. Yeah. Chicken salad. Chicken salad. Chicken, chicken, chicken salad? Yep. Chicken yep. salad or chicken shit on the Juve home fab. Oh, it's fucking, fucking horrendous. It is disgusting. <laughs> it is. It's the definition of chicken shit. I don't mind it. I like the message. Have you seen the message where they're like, we are the stripes? So the idea is that when the, then the 11 stand next to each other, they're the stripes. I like the message. I, I like what they're trying. I like but the you've concept. You've still got to look at the shirt and you're going, is that a Juve shirt? And the answer it's is no. No, it is not. It is a sponsor shirt. It's a, it's a training top. It's a Blackburn Rovers top. I like it. have gone with that because of the American market, supposedly. Yeah. And black Don't, and white stripes not like to the American market means uh, official, officiating, yeah. you know, refs and stuff. So 
So that's a chicken salad. See, even for you? what it's worth, Man United, the Chevrolet sign is too big. It's awful. It's too big. Yeah. Chicken salad for you on that one, Fab Yulvet? Yulvet is chicken shit. I'm going to give it a chicken salad. What? Yeah, I like it. All right. Speaking of chicken shit, Chelsea home. Ooh, wow. wow. Chelsea home, chicken Looks shit. like somebody That's vomited on it, Chelsea. having been eating Harpic Blue. <laughs> Chelsea home is like... Harpic Blue. <laughs> That's the toilet stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Chelsea home, it's like the mid... Was it 95, 96 United, where they had the print of Old Trafford? Yep. But this is like one of those puzzles that you've got to move around mm. to get back together. It's, That's right. It's, it's, the, it's the picture of Old Trafford yeah. muddled up. Yeah. It's Awful, awful. Yeah, nah, that's horrible. chicken shit. You know what's chicken salad, Fab? 100%. Chelsea you, away. You like that. Oh. The old, that's the, the full Nike oh. the full Nike logo. Nike streetwear? Yep. Love it. Oh, love it. Love it. That's what Nike used to rock on kits when they first got introduced into football. Yes. So That's, that's chicken salad with the olives, with the feta, with the little tomatoes. So you're just no, no, no. saying what, like it used to be just the swoosh, and now they're putting the old school Nike in with it as well. It no, it it used, no, it used to have the full like that logo. Yeah, when they started, yeah. and they removed it to just the swoosh. The Chelsea swoosh. away, solid chicken salad. Chelsea away, chicken chicken salad. Yep, it still has moved me. Inter home is for me. I like what they've done. It's very Italian. It's very Milan. Mi piace. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Ti piace? Yeah, mi piace. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it chicken salad, but insalata di pollo. <laughs> that is chicken salad. Beautiful looking kit. Beautiful. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. The the little diagonals within it. I don't know. Just I I don't love it. I don't love it. But it's sort of like what's wrong with just continuing? That's why it's a strikes. soft chicken salad for me. Yeah, it's a bit you're like United. You know, it's chicken salad. I love that fucking Madrid away. I'm happy with Madrid away. It reminds that, that, me it's of... It's one that you want to wear. Mint-flavoured gelati. Oh, man. There's something about... There's a lot of kits this year that are going mint for some reason, and it just does everything for me. Yeah. I like it, the cut. It's a, it's a soft chicken salad. I like the cuff cuffs. I like the, just the cut. I like the collar. Is there a little bit Hello Sailor about it? I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's like a sailor's outfit. Oh, no, it's not like the old French shit. I reckon that's a chicken salad for me. Okay. Madrid away. Yeah, it's, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's I'll give it a chicken salad. Soft chicken salad. Barca home. Controversial Barca home. They've done away with the stripes altogether. Is that an attempt to slay Ivan Rakitic? Ivan Rakitic yeah, so to very, stay at the club? Very Croatian. It's Croatian. Yeah. It's, the, it's the, uh, the picnic tablecloth. You know the thing is, I don't mind it so much, but it's not a Barca shirt. We'll not sell one of these shirts in Serbia. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, fair cool. <laughs> um, no, it's Serbi- me. The Serbian fan base will be devastated. It's, uh, and guys will be happy to hear this. It's a chicken shit. I think, I think it's chicken shit. Chicken shit. I get that they're trying something fresh and new, but it's it's not working. Inter away, a little bit like that. It's a more of a, a blue, isn't it, than the uh, than the, the Madrid away? Than the Madrid one. Um, I think it's chicken shit. It's just saying, it's just doing nothing. Yeah, it's for nothing me. for me. Chicken shit. You get a chicken salad. It needs to. It's probably pass. It probably be a pass mark. Yeah. But on our scale, a pass mark is chicken shit. Yeah, it's chicken shit. Is it just the colours? Because the the Madrid one worked. The Madrid one works because it's a but bit. But that that one doesn't quite. Nah, this, this is it's a bit more aqua. It's a bit more. It's not doing it. Chicken shit. Arsenal home and away going retro for their return to Adidas Timbo. So I think that could be even the eight. Is it eighty nine ninety? Is that what they're going for? The, uh, yeah, it could be late eighties, early nineties. Are they going yeah. for the, the the at Anfield? Mikey Roberts, was that his name? Mikey Thomas. 
when he won it, you know, last mm. kick of the season, when wins the league. I'm title. trying to think of what they were wearing, yeah. And that's potentially what the, like Dennis O'Leary. I just style. can't see past Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's teeth. His teeth and his, uh, and his chains. I'm going to say, like our return to Adidas. I liked our return to Adidas. Chicken shit. Ooh, I didn't. Our home shirt was Timbo, right. are you visiting Rwanda with your chicken salad? <laughs> or uh, I'm not as much of a fan of the away shirt, but the home shirt with the Adidas stripes across the shoulders and, and keeping everything else sort of, you know, as, as as it normally is, I can live with it. I don't love it. I reckon, it's I a, I reckon it. both of them. I like the heritage. I like it when teams have a bit of fun with their history. Yep. I think it's a soft chicken shit. Sorry, a soft chicken salad. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Yep. I was erring on if it's just chicken shit or just, it's just chicken salad. Yeah, all right. Liverpool home doesn't do it for me at all. It's just that boring. is... It's like when Collingwood went to that star yeah. athletic. It just It's something just not right about it. It's just boring. It's like getting made out of it. Yeah. Backyard sweat house, like a sweat house. Sweatshop. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. It's chicken shit all the way. And it's not just chicken shit because I hate them as a club. That's, it's just a boring shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's shit. Agreed. Chicken shit. Milan, in AC Milan. AC Milan home. Love it. You, Kevin Keegan. Love it. I. It's a soft chicken salad for me. I don't know if the stripes are a bit too narrow. It's they're a, it's they're a little bit basketball referee. There's a lot of stripes it's, there. It's Caesar salad for me. Yeah, is, is that is that indicative of a particular era though? Yeah, early stuff. Yeah. Really, like it's a little like bit Ronnie. In, it's a little bit Ronnie yeah. McEwen. Always they do this. They one go more stripe than every other. They will player. alternate between a shitload of stripes, no stripes, and then they'll go with like big bold stripes. They always had like gradient stripes at one point, didn't they? They've done everything. Milan kits look awesome. Always white, do. White shorts. White shorts. Black socks. Black socks, white socks, depend. It's kind of like us, depending on the yeah. occasion. I don't mind it. It's a, it's a soft chicken salad. Love it. Barca third fab. Love it. I love it. I like it. Yeah, that, I, it looks I'm, amazing. I'm torn. I'll only watch Barcelona when they play away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between this and uh, and the Madrid away. Yeah. That, I actually think that's better. If you have to buy a Leo Messi kit. This is a beautiful You know the whole, shirt. you need to buy a Leo Messi yeah. shirt before he retires. Yeah. yeah. This is the shirt you get. Classic Nike logo like we've seen yeah. um, on the others. Collar. Collar. Collar beautiful. Collar. You can pop that. Pop the collar. Cuffed cuffed on the sleeves. And what like. colour? It's like an aqua, like a teal. Yep. No, I reckon that's a chicken salad. Yep, I love it. Chicken salad. Tim likes it because it's Port Adelaide blue. So. It is, I think so. Yeah. And then here we go. Got the bland ones up next, the surrender flags. Um, <laughs> Spurs home, I think he's much, much better than this season's. Oh, yeah, that gradient was horrible. It's it's who the fuck decided gradients were a thing? I don't know. I reckon someone's spread the rumor. Someone or like just opened up word art or something and just this is awesome. Yeah, it's too plain. Oh, Spurs like are some, always like that though. Yeah, yeah. but look, there's not much you can do. Sometimes with a, simple. With a white kit. Sometimes simple can be classic. That just looks simple. You know what I would if I was Spurs. Spurs need a collar. Yeah, Spurs need collars. It's too white. I prefer the Spurs. Kit to the Real Madrid kit. So the Real Madrid kit is actually very, very similar gold piping, gold details to the kit they wore like seven or eight years ago, which I've got. I've got a Mesut Ozil one. That's a beautiful shirt. It's got a collar. It's, it's an awesome, awesome kit. This is just a bit bland. Yep. You saw the uh, the post that Mesut Ozil got married. Yes. And he posted something on Instagram. Did he have a crack at Emery? Mr. and Mrs. Ozil. And one of the comments was... <laughs> Finally turned up to a big occasion or something. <laughs> Not bad. So, I'm going to um, give both of them a soft chicken shit because they're just boring. They're boring chicken they're boring. shit. 
Chicken they're boring, shit. and I think trying to do it in gold, so they're just trying to... It's a bit tackless. Yeah, that's all. They I'm win four out of five Champions League. They don't go with gold, and all of a sudden yeah. they, they do, have a season where they do nothing. Fuck it, we're going to go with we'll gold. Go gold, yeah. Guess what time it is now, Fab? Quiz time. Quiz time. Dominance time. Well, we'll see. So we're going to do the same format as last week. Robin Sodling. Five <laughs> questions each, then followed by Fast Money. I've removed that question. Fuck. There were a couple of other topics where I was like, I was trying not to. Steven Soderbergh. I was trying not to put the conversation a certain way because someone would think they're being smart and go, oh, and uh, by the way, so we didn't talk about that at all. Fabian, you're off uh, first here. Okay. Number one. Do I have to buzz? No. Okay. This week marked the 22nd anniversary of Michael Jordan's legendary flu game. Yep. How many points did he score that night? 55. Jesus Christ. You've overcooked that significantly. Significantly. 38. <laughs> wow. I really didn't think you'd be, man, whatever. We won't dwell. So, no, no, because that Should was have stupid. I had the opportunity Jordan, to steal the points? No. Or? Jordan okay. has a famous game called the double nickel, mm-hmm. which is where he scores 55. So, I don't know why. 5-5. Five, five. There you go. Tim, your first question. Yes. Who is the coach of England's Lionesses at the Women's World Cup? Graham Souness. Once can again, steal? you can't steal, but you can give me the answer. Uh, it's uh, Gary's brother, Phil. Phil Neville is correct. Oh, okay, so good. we're nil all after one question. Yeah, their dad's called Neville. Yeah, it is. Neville, Neville. Did Neville, say. Neville. I went to uni with a bloke, and obviously a lot of the <laughs> the Asian students, when they come Why over... Why are we doing they, a jerk-off motion? They, they get an anglicised <laughs> name, yep. yeah. and this bloke's come off the boat, and they've gone... off Literally off a boat? Well, maybe. And they said, uh, what's your name? And he's gone, he's obviously gone, you, you need an, Australian, uh, an, an English name. He goes... Ronald. And what about your surname? And he goes, I think he's gone, <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> so his name was Ronald. I'll give Ronald. you this. <laughs> I knew a Joseph Joseph. Yes. I know uh, Antonio D'Antonio. That's wow. a good one. That's a ripper. Rosa La Rosa. Or, but that, was that a married name at least? Because I know- Rosa a, La Rosa was married. I know a Nicole Nicola and <laughs> that was a married you. name. So, yeah. We'll go through the, uh, continue going through the white pages- after. Um, <laughs> Fab, your second question. Yep. In 1985's Teen Wolf, a film I watched last week and enjoyed oh. immensely, Michael J. Fox's Scott Howard plays for what team? What's the team's name? Buzz me in. I have no You've got idea. No idea. You don't even want to have a crack. Can you see the singlets? They're blue and gold. They are blue and gold? Doesn't really relate to this particular animal, but animal the cougars. You're you're close. Smaller, more the att- bobcats. Closer. Oh shit! The beavers. <laughs> the beavers. <laughs> I wouldn't laugh, Timbo. In oh, 1985's Teen Wolf, the beavers square <laughs> off against this team for the regional championships. His nemesis plays for them. Oh, it's got to be the rebels, doesn't it? Uh I can't believe it. That's wrong. It was the Dragons. <laughs> and at the end of the game, so Michael J. Fox gets fouled. He decides to play as himself. And he gets fouled late. They make a remarkable comeback. They were nowhere. Coach Bobby Finstock on the sidelines thrown in the towel. Styles, he's thrown it a bit. But he's, he's, he's rooting for his friend. He gets fouled. And the bad guy, who I don't even know his name, wasn't ushered off the court. He just stood under the ring. And like eyeballed him as he was taking the free throws, and I thought, surely, 
Well, if you miss, you get another shot, surely. I was like, surely someone's going to question this. Yeah. Like, why they're just letting him give him the stink eye. If they're not <laughs> going to question why a guy who's That's, morphed into a wolf is allowed to mate, play. you know what my entire bugbear with this film is? That no one bats an eyelid at no it. No one bats an eyelid when he turns into a wolf during the game. No one calls it off. This is an era shortly after where no one wanted to play against Magic because he had AIDS. <laughs> This guy just turns into a wolf. This guy might have rabies. This guy could have anything. <laughs> the other highlight of the film, I think I texted it to you, is when um, Styles is looking for his brother's dope. And <laughs> Scott turns up and's like, you know, like, it's a metaphor for coming out. Hmm. The whole scene's a metaphor for, like, he's coming out. It's gay. Yeah. And these days it would be played, like, really poignantly, and, you know, because it's a little bit X Men y in that sense. It's a metaphor. Styles, like, he goes, you know, I've got something to tell you. And Styles goes, You're not a fag, are you? And he goes, no, no, no. And then he turns into a wolf and Styles is more relieved that his friend is a wolf. <laughs> and not a homosexual. And not gay. Yes. <laughs> it's so mid-80s. It's hilarious. Yep. Yep. Well, we. It's hilarious. Um, whose question is it? Uh, that would be Fabian's. Yeah. Fabian, question number three. Let's get off the mark here. We're trying. The UEFA Nations League finals were run and won this week. Name me the four finalists. Well, pawned was the hashtag for the final, so... Portugal and the Netherlands. Yep. England got beaten by the Netherlands. Yep. And Portugal beat. No idea. <laughs> You're doing very well. They did. It was three. It's unlikely. Three nil. It's an unlikely nation. Liechtenstein. Uh, you're not far away. <laughs> the Faroe Islands. <laughs> they don't tend to do well. Norway. No. Why well, have got Norway in my mind for? Norway, your final answer. No. Sounded like it. Yeah, it did sound like it didn't. I'm going to have to buzz you out because he did give me Norway. <laughs> Swiss I said Norway. He confirmed Norway. Is that your final answer? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it isn't. I'm a very forgiving quiz master. Switzerland. Ah. Switzerland. Timbo. Yes. I reckon you're going to get this one. Bad for Fab. I thought Fab would get that one, so I teed up two similar questions. Carlton have won four games of our last 34. Name the four teams we have beaten. Brisbane Lions. Yep. Western Bulldogs. Yep. Gold Coast. Yes. And our first win last year was Essendon. It was. Timbo's off the mark. Well done, Timbo. <laughs> I was at all four, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, we weren't at the Gold Coast one. You yeah, weren't at the Gold Coast yeah. one. Apparently, it's a good venue. Thanks it's a great venue. Yeah, really good. Thanks for the invite. Is there a bad... It's one of those... I remember I've, I've been at the Gabba a couple of times, and it's... There's not really a bad seat. No matter where you are, yep. you're still relatively close. Even if you're on like the top deck, it's like level two. Well, we paid for really good seats yeah. and they were magnificent. Yeah. So I don't know what it would have been like in a lesser seat. We should do a road trip at some point. I don't know where. Well, I'm doing one this year, but we'll do one next year for sure. Yeah, okay. Let's Wally go. World. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go so to I'm, Optus. I'm up on, I'm, do I get four points for that? No, you get one, one point. Yeah. Jesus no. Christ. What if, you you if you don't ask, you don't get, mate. Question number four for Fabian. According to Blink182's What's My Age Again, nobody likes you when you are this age. I like this question. Is there only one answer? Yes. Trying to sing the song. (laughs) Can I steal points? Uh, No, you can give me the answer if he gets it wrong, though. I'll just say 16. You're going a bit young. Buddy Franklin. Shane Warren, it is. Michael Jordan, it is. 23. 23. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Nobody likes you when you're 23. 
Timbo. Yes. According to Blink-182's All the Small Things. All the Tom was left things. this item by the stairs. She Surpri- left me roses by the stairs. Timbo's on fire. Surprises makes me show, make me show she cares. <laughs> That's correct. Stuff that up. <laughs> Fabian, come on, we've got to get you on the board here. Well, give me an easy question. This week's US Open Golf is being staged at what venue? Oh, for fuck's sake. Fabian and Tim are just eyeballing each other. Sawgrass. Do you know it, Timbo? Oh, look. No, I don't. I don't. Pebble Beach. I was actually going to say Pebble Beach. I actually answered that in a Trivial Pursuit question at home this afternoon and was right. <laughs> of course did you, you did. Did you get a little bit of cheese? Is that what you get? Yeah, you get a little, yeah, little pie. Yeah, I did actually. Yep. I, I reckon Timbo might know this one. Fuck. Timbo. Name the umpire called a bald flog by a Carlton supporter at this weekend's match, by this past weekend's match. See, I, I only ever call him Simon Overlander yeah, every time I do. see him. Yeah, a lot of people um, do. Oh. I do need the first name. It's not Matthew Nichols. <sighs> I like the heavy breathing. Because Matthew Nichols has hair. I like the breathing into the microphone. Give me an answer, Timbo. What well, fuck, I can see him. We all know what he looks like, Tim. Five. What's his name? No, no, way. he gave him fucking two shots at the last week. Five. He, he buzzed in with the answer. Give me an answer. We're running low on time on the tape. Fuck, I don't know. Matthew Nichols. It is Matthew Nichols. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bloke that used to have hair that I think I always thought his name was Matthew Nichols, and clearly it's not. No, that's him. That's the ball well, guy. There you go. You've been abusing the wrong bloke all this time. <laughs> no, clearly. All right, fast money. All right, here we go. You've got to make up some ground here, Fab. What's the score? 3 0? 3 0. 3 0. Got to make up some ground here. Question number one. What did I have for dinner on Saturday Fabian. night? Fabian. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> That's my favourite question of the week. That's correct. <laughs> I don't know if anyone gets that, but... Oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> question number two. Australia's Women's World Cup campaign kicked off this week. Who are the other three members? Fabian. Of- yep. Brazil, Jamaica, Italia. That is correct. Fabian's off to a good start. Two, three. Formula One heads to France next outing. At what Fabian. circuit? The Paul Ricard circuit. That is correct. They are at Paul Ricard. It's that not my favourite France circuit, though. Magnicor. Yeah, Magnicor. That was the. Question. I was very good on that Grand Prix three. Is one of my tracks. That was Monaco. The... Never finished it. Yeah, I was. There's bloody walls. Yeah, the walls. <laughs> I had to. Uh, that was the question I had to replace. Um, Number four, between them, how many possessions did Sam Walsh and Patrick Cripps? Tim. Yes, Timbo. The heavy breathing is going to be a feature on this episode. I'm just trying to work out whether he's 36 or 38. Buzz him I, out. I reckon, he, I reckon combined they had 70. 70 is correct. 38 and 32. Cripps ended up with 38, Walsh 32. In the movie Teen Wolf, question number five. What is the name of the girl who has a crush on Scott? Tim. Timbo. Boof. Boof is correct. <laughs> <laughs> What's her actual name? No fucking idea. I think she's, I think she's credited as Boof. <laughs> she's just Boof. <laughs> um, question number six. You've got to make something ground here, Fab. You're 5-3 uh, down. The Essendon Supplement Saga was a fun time in all of our lives. Can you remember the name of the two Tim. compounds? Oh. But you're going to say the two blokes that were doing them. 
there was um, something 1604. Buzz him out. He's wrong. Buzz him out. He has to give me his final answers. But they're also on... Um, Fab can steal this one, by the way. They're doing a bit of melatonin along the way as well, mm-hmm. but I don't know whether that was illegal. Give me the answers. You've got five seconds. Five. AOD 1604. Four. No, no. What, what is it? Three. Tell me. You're out? Yep. You want to again steal, Fab? It's AOD... You know you saying the numbers then has muddled the numbers I had in my Good. mind. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Give them to me, Fab. Come on, you can steal this one. You need it. Is it AOD 962? No. Incorrect. Thymus and Beta 4 and AOD 9604. 9604. No, I said 1604. Yeah. In the Clem Buterol. Clem Buterol. Number seven. Contaminated meat. Who leads the 2019 NBA Finals? Fabian. For rebounds. <laughs> Steph Curry. And what category does he lead? Points. That is the question. He gets it right. Leads car points with 162. 5-4. Question number eight. What was Brisbane's match-high lead on Saturday? Fabian. Oh, Fabian's just got in there. 37. 37 is correct. 5-5, five, five, two questions to go. There are currently two undefeated teams in the Cricket World Cup. Who are they? Tim. Timbo. India. Yes. Pretty good, Tim. <laughs> we got to run out of time, Timbo, quickly. New Zealand. That is correct. India and New Zealand. Question number 10. Who sits atop the NRL ladder after 30 rounds? Fabian. Storm. Fuck. Need a fucking tiebreaker again. Shit. Um, I've got like fucking 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> shit. Why do you constantly do this? Uh, uh, <laughs> Tiebreak tie question. Tiebreak question. This harks back to a little bit earlier, so who's got a good memory? Who can tell me what position Daniel Ricciardo qualified? Tim. Fourth. That is correct. Timbo wins. <laughs> you just want to end this so much that you've gone. Yeah, you would have qualified fourth somewhere along the line. I don't no, have to answer at, the question. At the, at the so we just ran out of tape as the quiz came to an exciting climax. Fab, Fab, of course, has lost out again for the second week running in extra innings. It's another heartbreaker. It's bullshit. Was it the major league? As the Indians drop another heartbreaker. <laughs> Fab goes down in extra time for the second week in a row. Tim came up with the goods. Daniel Ricciardo did qualify fourth. At Cirque de Gilles Villeneuve. I think climax was the uh, the appropriate word to be using oh, there too for yeah. what it's worth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that makes... Uh, I don't even know what the running score is. All I know is that Tim unbeaten in two outings on the revamped Sean's quiz. Two in a row. What Good was, on him. What was the one before that? I think it was Fabian's one where he did like the seven-rounder. Oh, shit house. It was it, good. There it was, was a lot too of work good. It, that, was, that was it wasn't sustainable. It's too good and too... It's like when Tim gave us the rundown of the... Of the, what was it? The Cool uh, Runnings? No, the Tour de France. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Jesus. And it's like you brought too much professionalism Far to the Far too bike. much information. All of it good. But it, was, wow. it, was, it was the catalyst to us sacking Alex Bill and getting you on permanently. But, uh, <laughs> Shout out to Alex Bill. <laughs> Jokes. Um, Shout out to Alex. So uh, another week done. Another week uh, in the books. 
Thanks very much for tuning in and listening. For me, Sean Peterbudge, goodbye. For Fabian Guaragnolo. Arrivederci ragazzi. Arrivederci ragazzi. And Tim Davis, you're back in the saddle, Coach Davis, this week? Yeah, pumped. Really looking forward to it. We're playing Richmond. Yet to have a win. Must. It's, oh, a, it's you, a must. You told us about this last week. It's a must win four points. Excellent. Well, hopefully you go well. Congratulations on your quiz win. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Goodbye. Toodles. See you later.
all the pictures that guy going, see you guys later. And then does the burnouts and he ends up in hospital. He's like, Joey. <laughs> what does he do? I killed my brother. <laughs> the, the TAC ad is one of the first ones. He's like, oh, Joey, watch this. Oh, it's does like, he have his head? He has the headgear. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, when he leaves yeah. the party, he goes, see you guys later. Exactly yes. how Tim said Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the acting is, part of the performance is good. And then part of it is very poor. Probably the bit where he's in the bed. Where he's going to act drunk. Anyone could do that. Yeah, he's not bad. But then when he's doing the doing the tears. Yeah, it was uh, the one that I...